Hello and welcome to Diminishing Returns. Last year we did Fifty Shades of Grey and it proved to be a very popular, if somewhat blue, episode. So we thought we'd follow it up now that Fifty Shades Freed is uh, coming out. Sexy. Obviously this, this one contains spoilers for Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty Shades Darker. Apologies in advance. Yes, hello, it's Diminishing Returns. We did this last year, we're doing it again. It's Fifty Shades of Grey. What's it called this week, this week, this year? Fifty Shades Darker. The one we're covering is Fifty Shades Darker, and the next one is Fifty Shades Freed. Ah. Anyway, hi, I'm Sol, and, and you've just heard Calvin Dyson. That's me. And uh, I think Alan had a word there or two. Me? Did I say something? <laughs> I think you've mumbled something. And together, <laughs> the three of us, why? We're diminishing returns! Yay! Or Yay. the gang who host it. That's the, the show the you're part. listening to, Diminishing Returns. So, yeah, we're looking at the second <laughs> Fifty Shades film. Uh, we looked at the first one last year, um, because somehow they're doing a remarkable job at churning these out like one a year, which is something. Mm. Is that remarkable? To say they've had some, like... Well, to say they've had production issues, from what I can gather. Mm. What are the production issues? I don't know anything about this. I think E.L. James is the production wow, the... issue. <laughs> just, just as a note, if you can, can hear, hear it, it is hailing rather significantly hard at the moment, so if <laughs> I listeners can hear, can hear that... Yeah, wow. I'm over here, so... It's, uh, man, there's some big hail stones. Fucking bloody hell. So, in anticipation of Fifty Shades Freed, we're looking at Fifty Shades Darker. Um, yes. Right, which is the second film. Uh, Sol, you mentioned production issues. What were the ones that you heard about? Because I just heard that E.L. James was a bit of a... Uh, Twat. Uh, I, I can't think of a word that isn't libelous. Um, <laughs> well, is that? I think she's she she really wants the films to remain faithful to her Shitty artistic book. vision, and herein lie the problem. Yeah, I I was just under the impression that um, the director of the first film didn't really have a great time with it and was hitting a lot of conflict with the likes mm. of. E.L. James and with regards to what the film should and could be and E.L. James was given a lot of creative power yes. over the project uh, presumably as part of their willing agreement to mm, uh, mm. do it in the first place. So, because I think I think we all agreed in our last review, yes, I think we all agreed in our last review that uh, as bad as the film was um, it couldn't really be blamed necessarily on the director um, Sam Taylor Johnson, who was an interesting choice. Um, yeah. I think we all agreed that some of the shots were quite beautiful and some scenes were quite well staged and shot and all that. It's just, if when you tell a screenwriter that they can't divert at all from what is written in a very terrible book, 
then of course they're gonna leave. And I think that part of the frustration for Sam Taylor Johnson was that she had an idea, whether or not that would have been any better, maybe not, but it, it had a hard time being much worse mm. than what we got. So Sam Taylor Johnson, interesting choice for director. They replaced her with James Foley. Hmm. Um, who directed, <clears throat> among other things, Glengarry Glen Ross. Yes. So he's also good. Well, uh, looking at his other... Th- he seems to have worked mainly in TV for the past ten years. Um, he yeah. directed episode of Hannibal, Plenty of House of Cards, Wayward Pines, and looking at his filmography, yeah, Glengarry Glen Ross... That's, Gary that's Glenn high Ross quality TV. It's very good TV, but then when I look at some of his other films, like Perfect Stranger was the last feature he directed, which was just, mm. you know, um, uh, thrillers with movie stars that are middle budget. He seemed to sort of specialize in those, but they were never terribly well acclaimed. He does come across like a hired gun. Yeah, that's where I was leading. He he is very he seems very much, uh, oh, this guy needs a break and he can probably make the film look good. And he'll stick to budget and not piss off E.L. James too much. And he's available to start production immediately. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> himself. And But they also changed the screenwriter, because for the first film it was Kelly Marcel, who I don't know especially well, but she did um, Saving Mr. Banks, and is to do the upcoming Cruella film, the live-action Cruella film for Disney. Okay. Um, And they replaced her with a guy who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So I don't know what else he's done. But again, that just uh, strikes me as a move to sort of hire someone who's just gonna sort of, you know... Oh, wait, what? Oh, God. Sorry, I just Googled him. He's E.L. James's husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there we go, then. <laughs> uh... Oh! Uh, really? Can we, wow. can we confirm that? That seems unbelievable. I... Really. This can't be... He is, I mean, he is a drama and comedy screenwriter, but uh, a lot of television credits, Wire in the Blood, Silent Witness, Hornblower. Huh. I mean... Wow. They probably oh just thought goodness. he's cheap. Wow. It's going to cause the least friction in terms of production, so it'll be nice and cheap <laughs> from that point of view. We won't be doing loads of rewrites to satisfy E.L. James. And at this point... They're all shit anyway, and who yeah. cares? Uh, you know, it's going to make the money it's going to make, so just whatever. I think the first film, they might have gone into it genuinely attempting to make something legitimate. Mm, yeah. Well, this is the problem, because when I look at all the producing names and stuff, it's like, I, I, I don't see much of a example of a driving force behind mm. it, apart from E.L. James, and I think that's just where your problem is you're not gonna get i don't know if maybe they just don't care it's like they can release whatever and slap this you know title on and it's gonna make money this Um, i'm just looking at this guy's cv it it just looks like he works for itv (laughs) well he he probably does i mean el james as i pointed out in our last episode appears to have been a production manager of of television i think have i got news for you among other things so she probably did just meet him at ITV or the BBC mm. or wherever. Just this does that does kind of suggest they just don't care anymore. They've given up and just go, okay. If Eel James wants it to be yeah the same as her shitty books, then let it be. <laughs> I mean, they made shit tons of money anyway. They're, they're quite cheap. 
What did we give the first one out of ten? Was it Universal? I gave it one out of ten. I think I was probably around the three mark. I can't remember exactly where. I didn't go back and rewatch it. I gave it four. So just to set the tone for what we think of this franchise going into the second film. Yeah. And obviously we're not the target audience for this, so... Hmm. We can also objectively say that it's shit. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you know what? Screw that. Yeah, because I I, I was reading, like, other reviews in this. I'll get into this later on, but I, I really went out of my way to try and find, like, reviews by ordinary people who actually quite liked it. And not, like, a 10 out of 10 obsessive fan level, but people who were genuinely like, oh, 7 out of 10, yeah, it was alright, just to see what that was like. But so many of the reviews that I saw and read would begin with, well, I'm not the target audience for this. But actually, you know what, screw that. It's just because you're not a target audience for something doesn't mean that you can't find some enjoyment in it. It might mean you're less forgiving Um, of it. Yeah, damn right, Alan. I'm not the target demographic of a whole load of sappy... What, what? Did you just did you just trap a puppy's foot in the door? <laughs> I, I was getting into position and I banged my knee on the desk. <laughs> it's one for the blooper reel. Well, when we we looked at Fifty Shades of Grey last year, still available on dimreturns.com. Obviously, that was because this sequel was coming out. I saw the sequel. I didn't pay to see it because you got to draw a line somewhere. It was. Uh, just as shit as the first one, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I dis- you usually if we do something like this, like a year later, I would go back and rewatch it and refresh my memory a little bit. But obviously, I just couldn't bring myself to do that, so <laughs> I didn't watch it again. But I did, I did read the review I wrote last year, so <laughs> I'm, I've kind of refreshed my memory hmm. slightly. So, when did you guys watch it? I didn't watch this when it came out. I watched it like two days ago or something. Hmm. It's fresh in my mind, and it's it's not very. Good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a recent one for me as well. If you guys watched it recently, let me just throw in my general comments because I'm not talking about specific scenes or anything. It was a, it was a bit frustrating because it has these little moments, these little flashes of emotional truth of a type you don't really see in usual sort of movie romance stories, but they never go anywhere, they never mm. follow them up. I, it, the, these films are generally literally and metaphorically there are about a lot of kind of fumbling foreplay and then a quick finish it's like there's a lot yeah. of build up mm. to things and then kind of not much comes of it and that in the actual sex scenes as well <clears throat> my other my other problems with it, there's no there's no conflict in their relationship they start mm. out together mm. and then they're together all the way through um, and yeah. they, there's these little ex- external factors that are dropped in to try and kind of be a problem, but they never really go anywhere. The conflict is kind of the worst bit of hack writing imaginable. Someone just shows up with a gun, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to shoot you. Yeah. But then even she's dealt with in like five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. like, right, go on, move on. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. I wrote terrible writing in my notes. That's one of the things I did. No, it really um, is. It, it's... It it feels very much like a middle part of a trilogy where nothing happens and it should have just been two films. It just feels like the middle 20 minutes from a film. That is exactly what I thought, yeah. Because I I don't know if maybe someone somewhere could have made a semi-decent... No pun intended with semi. (laughs) um, But a semi-decent adaptation of... Like, putting all these three books together and making them work as, like, one film. Yeah. Because I with the first one as well, just felt like it was all so stretched out. I was feeling like I was just seeing act one yeah. of something, and this just felt like act two. That, well, I'd say it just felt like film material from the middle of a film that would have been the lull in the middle of the yeah. film anyway, yeah. but at least it wouldn't have taken up too much time. 
there's just so much boring. Like, I think I, I was in, you know, quite a hearty mood when I watched it, you know. So I think, but this is the kind of film that if I was in a bad mood going into it, it would have just made me hate everything. Yeah watching it because it just doesn't go anywhere nothing happens it's just a lot of talking and the occasional sex scene which isn't terribly sexy my initial notes on it are along the lines of it's a step up from the first one Hmm. that opinion faded as it became clear absolutely nothing (laughs) was going to happen but um (laughs) i do think that this one is uh, towards the end of the film i think i put my finger on it i think the performances are a hell of a lot stronger in this film. I think the actors seem more comfortable with what they're doing. Like, they kind of understand Hmm. what the hell they're supposed to be making a little bit now. And I don't know if that's down to a change in director. You know, the guys made Glengarry Glen Ross, which would certainly suggest he's an actor's director to me. Um, Hmm. I, I don't know, it just felt like the cast were a lot more comfortable in this one, and I, 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 it went a long way towards making hmm. me hate it slightly less. Well, this is a film that relies on chemistry between your two leads, and not just on screen, but also you film in a lot of stuff that is, could be very uncomfortable and awkward. So if they've known each other for a couple of years, and perhaps yeah. they're friendly, that perhaps that just helps and makes them more comfortable with each yeah. other, it makes the whole thing a little bit kind of less tense on set or whatever. It would, maybe it's just hmm. simple as that. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, the, uh, my notes are, and I, I've already forgotten this, but apparently the film <laughs> opens with a flashback to someone as a kid being abused. Is that the implication being it's Christian Grey and that's why he likes getting spanked? Is that right? I think it's just like he has a sh- he had a shitty childhood. I think they mentioned this in the first one, because I think I had a similar note about conversations he had with Anastasia in the first one. I I don't know if it draws the line between him having an abusive childhood and him being into his BDSM Mm. now, but that they are two things that, you know... It's a very specific thing to open the film on, a like, the, the character we know as a child being spanked specifically without intentionally yes. drawing that line. I think it must be an intended parallel mm. that they're drawing. and It, it mm. strikes me like an odd mm. one, because I don't think there's much of a correlation between if, if you're spanked as a child and if that gets you off in later life or not. I, is there? Alan? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever spanked adults. <laughs> I'm a sadist, not a masochist. Oh. <laughs> uh... I'm not really a sadist. I'm a dominant, but not a sadist. You're a, uh, a nihilist. I am, yeah, that's true. By which I mean your favourite <laughs> character in Frasier is Niles. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, E.L. James's husband is called Niles, so she's oh. a nihilist as well. <laughs> <laughs> So off right. off the bat, there there's a lot more. Anastasia seems a lot more fully formed in this one, and a lot more willing to be like, "Chris, will you fuck off, mate? I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm not into this, or just grow up." Like she seems a lot. She seems to have matured a bit since the last film. Certainly at the start, like he orders for her like that power move right at the start when they go for dinner, and he's like, "We'll have a steak, two steaks," and she's like, "No, I'm having a salad, actually, dickhead." <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah? Yeah. Would you ever, or have you ever, order for food for someone else? Well, I don't even know what the purpose of it is. What? Not even as a power move, but I don't know. Why would you do that? It wouldn't even occur to me to do that. I would only do that if I was in a restaurant and I knew it well, and the person I was with didn't know, and they said, 
oh, will you just please order something for me because... Uh, I've never had Liberian food before. Yeah, I, I, I'm too scared, <laughs> so you just do it for me. <laughs> or if we'd spoken about it before and they'd said, oh, I'll just have what you're having. So then I'd be like, oh, can we have two of this? I only, I only do it if they go... I'm gonna go to the toilet. If the waiter comes over, get me, get, get me, or whatever. Yeah, but you probably have an indication of what they're after. It's like I mean, I, I've only ever suggested to people maybe if like I knew a place well. Oh well, that's mm. good here, and that's yeah. not. And... But that's it. There's a world of difference between him. It's not like he says to Anastasia, "Oh, you have to try the steak here. It's the best steak you'll ever have." It's not like he says that. He just says two steaks without asking her. <laughs> Is it a bit of an old-fashioned thing? Well, that's it. I think it is supposed to be like the gentleman will order. Maybe it 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 just comes across like he's a a knobhead who's come from money and hasn't lived in the real world, which works. Mm. <laughs> it makes sense within the context of the film. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure if it's what's intended, but the fact that she pushes back against it makes me think maybe it is, and that's more critical depth than was ever given in the first film. And there's a lot of little moments like that in the second one, which. I don't know, maybe maybe it's this new... Maybe the husband's taking little digs at his, his life. <laughs> um, can I ask another question? Have you ever pulled a chair out for uh, for a lady? Or, well, whatever in your case, Calvin. Oh, I, I feel like I must have done that in one <laughs> form or another. Like, And not in a kind of, oh, my grandma needs a bit of help sitting down kind of way. <laughs> like, you know, in a romantic, like, I'm being a gentlemanly gesture kind of way. Not in a romantic way, but... But, you know, it's a kind of a, a bit of a move. I think I've only done it in a in a sort of like oh your hands are full kind of way, or maybe a sort of jokey way, or maybe if I was ha- like entertaining people and I was sort of saying like oh these chairs are like sit you know pull out the chairs for people to sit on, but I don't think I'd like in that kind of classic a gentleman pushes the seat in for the lady kind of yeah, way. I don't think, I'd I don't do, think which I've... again I think it's very old fashioned. I don't think I've ever done it without a raised eyebrow in a sort of well we're in a posh environment so I'm doing <laughs> this but know that I'm doing it ironically. You know, <laughs> I, I've done that probably. <laughs> do you know where yeah. that comes from I think as as far as I know this might not be true but as far as I know that comes from when uh, ladies wore big bustles you know the big things they have on the uh... on the uh, arse. So basically it was very difficult to sit down unaided. And that's why you needed someone to push the chair into you kind of thing. If you push them in like that, you can eat your meal without worrying that they're going to get up and run away because it's like tucking (laughs) them in really tight. (laughs) Is that a problem for you in dates? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, have you ever opened a car door for a a lady? Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you ever got out of a car, walked around and opened the door to let them out? Only if they were being very slow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like take the hint mate get, get out if they've like had their hands full of shopping bags or something that I mean as a as a romantic gesture no no good it would never occur to me to do that it's just weird it's a very weird thing to do I'm wondering if we should sum up the plot of this film we haven't really done it yet well, um, but there's really not that then? much going on Anastasia left Christian at the end of the last film but she quickly gets back with him here and and why why because yeah. because his bondage was a bit too extreme and she was like oh I don't know if I'm into it actually and he was sort of like eh, all right which says to me well he needs to find someone else then because she's obviously not giving him what he wants mm. ah but he loves her and I'm not sure if she's even giving him I I don't get much of a sense of <laughs> I feel like he's just pursuing her for the sake of for the sake of it I think he likes the chase rather than I don't get a sense of her being what he needs rather than what he wants. 
he's used to getting whatever he wants, and she said no, Chris, and that drives him wild. Well, and that's mm. not a good enough reason to get back with him. Anyway, they just have scenes talking, and it's like, oh, I want to do this to you. No, don't do that. Oh, okay. They reconcile because he buys her a present, and that makes her kiss him. Yeah, I can't remember. So much of this film just, like, washes over you, because it's... I, I, know th- I know that nothing is ever going to come back. No, nothing's being set up to pay off later on. It's just... It, it feels like it was just written a rambling, like, once, you know, E.L. James sat down one night and just rambled the whole thing off, and that was it. <sighs> it doesn't feel like it was plotted or thought through. Mm. Anyway, but there there is stuff in here about, like, Christian has a stalker who is a previous lover, and she, like, appears, and, uh... But in, in hardly... She's hardly in any scenes, and I thought from... Based on the trailer, that this film was going to have more of a thriller <laughs> yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. Yes, they'd suggested that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that just doesn't lead to anything. He does a lot of shitty power move type things, though, throughout the film. It it seems to be a lot more apparent that he's a knobhead in this film. That's the thing, actually. Are we meant to like Christian Grey? Or are we meant to think, what a knobhead? No, 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 we're definitely meant to like him. We're meant to want to be in bed with him. Are we, though? Because scenes like when when he says... He's like, here, have this money. And she goes, mate, that's way too much money. It's like 25 grand or something. And he's like, I make that in like 15 minutes, you stupid twat. And she's she's like, understandably annoyed with him because it's like a really (laughs) arrogant thing to say. And then she's like, Chris, I'm not having it, mate. We're not having that dynamic where you're paying Mm. me 20 grand to like spend the night with you. And he's like, right, I've just wired the money into your account. Fuck you. It's really shitty behaviour, and I I can't imagine we're not meant to think it's shitty behaviour, because Anastasia Steele certainly thinks it's shitty behaviour, and I I think we're meant to be on her side in in agreeing that it's shit, (laughs) and he's being a twat. So, are we meant to like him? I don't know. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, we're meant to want to see him confront his demons and his past and all that. Are you sure? Are we meant to fancy him even though he's like a dickhead and we're not actually meant yes. to like him very much? Yeah, because he's flawed. I mean, he's very flawed. Because we, we think we can fix him. Yes. <laughs> you know when he, she gets all that money, does she take it all out in cash and give it to a tramp? She spends it at a, a charity auction or something. Yeah, she should have just given it all in cash to a tramp. She should have kept it. <laughs> I would have. She should have been like, Oh, cheers. Uh, how about you give me a million and I'll suck you suck off. Suck your cock. <laughs> and he, he'd be like, a million? Well, I make that in 45 minutes. And she'd be like, yeah, all right. Give me two million then. And he'd be like, fine. And then she'd be like, right, see ya. And retire. Or she could marry him and get half in 10 years time. Yeah. Uh, that's the third film, by the way. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> This was another thing that just annoyed me about this film. It was this story is all about Anna making Christian normal. I'm doing air quotes for that, uh, like fixing him basically in society's eyes. Because if you don't want to get married and settle down, then you must be a freak. Just because he likes a bit of bloody spanking, it's not that extreme. The only the only reason it seems a bit more extreme is because he can afford all the toys and like yeah. set a whole room up for it, which exactly. most people can't. So they just buy a couple of dildos and a whip <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, if I could have a whole room like that, boy, yeah. would I? My my notes basically say that I feel as though this film is trying to say the right thing, 
that like women aren't property and all that sort of stuff, but it's just doing like a really cat-handed job of it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's is it trying to say anything. <laughs> no, if it's I don't know what the point of anything is. Quite frankly, you you remember when they say something like what do you want, a roadmap for our relationship? And then he takes off his top and gives her some lipstick and she draws no. lipstick all over him. <laughs> Is that sexy? Uh, I thought it kind of was, actually. Because he took his top off? Is that, it's that prob- it well, no, it's... Well, he takes his top off quite a lot. It's just the... Um, there's something about the lipstick and drawing on the body and everything. That was That was the only moment. Drawing on the body? Well, she, she is, isn't she? She's like... No, I know. I just mean, is that sexy for you? Well, I mean, if she, not like... If she wrote fuck pig on his chest, that would have been sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Uh, th- th- there's something quite intimate about it, and it's the, it's honestly the only time in either of these films that it made me a little bit hot under the collar, shall we say. <laughs> but then, like I say, I was in a very happy mood that day. Lipstick so. face. I was going to say, it might be one of the least sexy parts for me, the one that made me, like, shrivel up and jump up inside my <laughs> chest. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I was just thinking about, oh man, that's gonna be a nightmare to wash out. Like get that you're gonna get that on the sheets. But he's got stuff. <laughs> no, you don't need to worry toss. about that. Yeah, but it's gonna be all over him in the shower. He's gonna have to have like a really vigorous shower. Where it's he's greasy like, as well. I got it doesn't lo- come off easily. I, I was using a printer the other day and I like picking it up, I got a load of printer ink all over my leg. It's Friggin' nightmare washing it off, scrubbing it off. Probably still that just sounds horrible. Yeah, Calvin's got half a chub on just hearing that story. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the sex scenes broadly? I, I were was there expe- were there as many? I was expecting more. Yeah, yeah, right. I felt like there was less. I didn't feel like they were as intimate. Mm. They felt more like just standard movie sex scenes. Really, it felt very much like they they knew they had to put some in there. Because mm. the people, that's what the people have come for. But yeah, they just felt very, yeah. Which again, just makes me, I, I just don't know who these films are for. I, I don't get anything, I'm not even getting titillation, apart from when she gets the lipstick out. Well, is anybody seeing them? <laughs> do, are they, do they sell <laughs> tickets? Or is it, does, did it do well? This one made um, $380 million at the box office. American. Um, the first one made even more. But that was a lot of hype there, and mm. that's why I th- was just thinking, like, did the second one just have a big drop-off? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it made, like, two-thirds of what the first one did. But then when you think of the budgets and how much these cost, they're not actually that costly, so that's fine. What What was the budget, do you know, for this one? Uh, 55 million. Ooh. Where's that gone? Well, there is a spectacular helicopter crash. <laughs> 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 oh, I forgot God. about that. Does he crash the helicopter and then it, there are no consequences whatsoever? Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was one of the that was the only external conflicts that I was talking about. Where there's this big hubbub that oh my god he could be dead, and then five minutes later he's like, no, nah, I'm all right. Yeah, you know, it is literally just because that's the point where um, he's proposed. If I'm right, um, then he buggers off in his helicopter and they think he might be dead, mm. and then he turns up and then she says yes. And that's sort of it, really. Um, Can I just rattle off my last six viewing notes from this film? Because one of them is... So, right. uh, The last six are... Holy fuck, I'm only 50 minutes in. Are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? (laughs) Uh, Then, the fuck is this gun shit? Oh, yes. 
wait helicopter what? <laughs> and then I've written down some quotes. Be mine, share my life with me, yes, marry me. Like, what What the fuck does he think the first bit meant? <laughs> he, like, proposes to her. He says, be mine, share my life with me. She goes, yes. And then he goes, marry me. Like, she didn't understand. <laughs> He's a very insecure chap, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then my last two notes are, was there any plot in this film? Oh. Failing that, was there any character? <laughs> oh. And, um, what's her name's in it? Kim Basinger. She just pops up and she's she's the um She's the older woman. Yeah, the Mrs. Robinson sort of woman that Christian was having a fling with when she was when he was uh, a teenager. Mm. And that again doesn't really it's like it's out there and then there's a little argument at the end. She fucks off and that's it. Yeah, it's just not nothing really good. I don't even I don't care <laughs> if any of it pays off in the third film. I'm assuming it's going to What what is there in this film? If you just cut this entire film from a viewing of the trilogy, what would you need to like recap to make the third one make sense? Them getting married, I guess. Um, Gandalf has died but come back yep, white. I mean, there's this new boss that Anastasia has, Jack Hyde, and the film ends on a cliffhanger with him. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I forgot about him. But is he a bit handsy? On the, in the office. Yeah, yeah he yeah. assaults her at one point, which again just co- comes out of nowhere. Uh, and doesn't really go anywhere. Like, Chris Chris goes, I'll kill him. And she's like, mm. no, don't don't kill him. And he's like, alright. <laughs> <laughs> he likes being told what to do, though, doesn't he? But then the film ends on a cliffhanger with him swearing revenge and <laughs> burning a picture of Christian with a cigarette. So that's... I bet that'll get resolved in the first ten minutes of the next film. <laughs> well, that's just it. But I don't, I don't have faith in it to do anything especially thrilling with that setup. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. He's just gonna turn it with a gun again, like Christian Stalker did in this film, and nothing really happens. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so this pool scene—they're playing pool and all that—and then it just, like, it just ends with them having a shag really quickly. It's like they have this all this build-up, and then it just goes nowhere. Well, the shag is somewhere, isn't it? Or we're supposed to think it is, and they shag every night. That's what they do. Well, I guess, I guess it's sort of like. I mean, I think we're supposed to think of it as like, like in an action film, when you need, you know, action every so many minutes. <laughs> a slasher film, you need a kill every so many minutes. Yeah, once every ten pages. <clears throat> it's just when it's with the same people and they're more or less doing the same things. It's and none of it is bondage. Yeah. Shall I, I like I I singled out a couple of reviews that I found on IMDb Ooh. which were sort of middle of the road like I didn't go for any of the 1 out of 10s of which there were many. So these these aren't professional critics they're like no, no, IMDb no, no. These user are, reviews okay. These are just these are the ones that I picked out that I saw that sounded like the most genuine. So I I don't think they're especially funny but they they seemed like genuine people who actually quite liked this film. Like, I didn't go for any of the 10 out of 10, this is the best movie ever made things, but people who just gave it a fair score, just to see what that was like. Um, well, is 7 out of 10 a fair score? Well, this to uh, this particular user who reviewed it on the 10th of February 2017, it was, who rated it 7 out of 10, but then headed their review with 7.5 out of 10. Um <laughs> So this was their review. Never read the books and didn't see the first one, but really wanted to see a movie this weekend, and this looks like the best bet. My wife and I sat in the last row, cuddled, (laughs) giggled, and enjoyed the the movie immensely. I was even a bit teary-eyed in two of the scenes. 
Thought it would run for another 20 to 25 minutes when it ended, but felt the ending was perfect anyway, and they set up the third movie nicely. I'd give it 7.5 out of 10 if that were allowed. For what it is, a softcore porn type of suspense film, it deserves that rating. Not 4.5. Sorry, IMDb users. I'm trusting you less and less all the time. And on Tomatoes, too. 8%? Really? What were the movie... What were the movie... What? Oh, sorry, this sentence doesn't make any sense. What were movie did they think they were going to see? <laughs> anyway, so that, that just sounds like that's coming from someone who has, like, you know, genuinely liked it. I, I've just gone on the IMDb user reviews to try and find a really funny, positive review. And I've scrolled down. The first 20 reviews that came up are 1 out of 10. <laughs> oh, it was very hard to get to a, a middling score. Oh, the 21st yeah, review is 2 out of 10. <laughs> oh, and now we're back to 1 out of 10. 2, 1... Oh, I've got to load another bloody page. <laughs> 1 out of 10. Mediocre. I think this person might want to... Is mediocre one out of ten? That's at least a four. (laughs) The language. God, these are all one one and two out of ten. There has a... Oh, there's a three. Three out of ten. It wasn't as bad as the first one, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Two out of ten. Good camera work. (laughs) Two out of ten. Fifty shades of rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good. Oh, God, I can't believe how few... Oh, my God, ten out of ten. I found one. Finally. Oh. When I seen Fifty Shades of Grey, I thought even though it didn't stay too true to the book, it was a very good movie. Then Darker came out. I waited two years since the first movie. And to me, it was way worth the wait. I freaking loved this movie. The characters mm. seemed more comfortable with each other. Yeah, that's what I said. And the <laughs> acting of Anna was much better. I was impressed. And Christian put on some weight. And the sex scene, oh my god, I just blushed again. Uh, blushing emoticon, smiling emoticon. <laughs> I truly enjoyed this film, but I do recommend people, if you're not, that's the wrong you're, if you're not into BDSM <laughs> and you haven't read the books, then don see this film. I didn't know you could do emoticons in IMDb user reviews, but apparently you can. You found a way. But you know, that, that person, the person who wrote that review, you know, in a democratic system, their their vote counts as much as yours do. So uh, that's why I don't believe in democracy. <laughs> <laughs> 9 out of 10 Fun chick flick hmm. <laughs> The Christian Grey character Now has a scruffy face I'm not a fan oh, I read this, <laughs> But a lot of people liked that look <laughs> The problem is The scruff varied wildly in the film Both in length and colour <laughs> Now If the time period between scenes Was days or weeks This isn't a problem <laughs> The time period is a few hours there should be little change. I found I could tell when episodes were filmed just by looking at the scruff. The makeup department wasn't looking at stills from previous filming to match things up. <laughs> Nine out of ten, friendship flick. Lust just lost that one for the scruff. <laughs> oh, damn you makeup people. Wow, ten out of ten, beyond content. <laughs> oh, it went beyond content. Or content. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Better than the movie. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Can I do another review? Oh, go on. One more. One more. 7 out of 10. It was better. Be more open-minded. Stop (laughs) being so harsh. That's the title. (laughs) I can't believe I am writing a review 
But after I read the books, I was very disappointed by the first movie. It had nothing. But the second movie was better! However, if most of you keep rating it a (laughs) 1, means that you cannot accept that something bad can become good. I went to the movie, and I said to myself that everyone is laughing slash criticising slash hating it, because they all expect a masterpiece of whatever they believe it should be. But do not think for one second that the movie is mainly how the book is. Books are not complex, and the adventurous part is kind of missing. Thus, this movie tried to make the best of it. With some errors, (laughs) though, one. It did create emotion, and it was sexy. Anna was sexy! Christian was okay. Also, they cannot focus much on his character, because the books are always about Anna. Anna, Anna. Two, it was funny. Some stupid dialogues, which could have been replaced or shortened, but it also had scenes that made you smile and see that they tried to do better. (laughs) Three, there is vanilla sex in this part of the movies, because that because this is how the book is. The kinky slash dark part was in the first book, which, as we know, the movie oh. failed to bring it. Number four. So it doesn't even get any more. It doesn't even get any sort of raunchier for the third one. I don't know. Oh, this is the this second. This is it. I don't know. Number four. Stop being so harsh. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> if you have better suggestions, maybe you could state what you wanted instead of repeating how shitty it was. And I'm not a big fan of Fifty Shades, and I would not write this if I didn't feel it deserves it. This was a normal movie. Not bad, not wow, but yeah, it was worth seeing it. Exclamation point. And it deserves a chance and an open mind. Seven out of ten. So that's your uh, sort of nuanced middle of the road (laughs) (laughs) opinion. Yeah... I just, I just don't meet people that like these. That you know. Uh... Yeah, I don't think I've ever met someone who openly admits to liking the books or films in any capacity whatsoever. I guess Alan's mum was. Um... <laughs> no, she she said they were shit. Ah, uh, fair enough. I believe my mum described them as daft, but she still read all three. <laughs> See, my mum wouldn't even like touch them in the first place. That she she'd sort of turn her nose up and be like, "Oh no, beneath me," kind of to begin. <laughs> <laughs> But as, as we know, she's never watched porn, so... <laughs> we do actually know that, don't we? <laughs> my mum uh, thought it was illegal. <laughs> um, it might be. It depends what you were looking at. <laughs> might have seen internet history of me looking at things when I was about <laughs> 15, 16. Uh, and... what, what were the search words? Come on. <laughs> was this the octopusy search? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she got very upset because she thought that porn was illegal. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't even get angry at Fifty Shades Darker. I'm oh, sorry, I, I keep forgetting which one's fucking which. It's like, they're just all the bloody same. I found it a far less offensively awful film than the first one, even though it was um, really bad. There's an argument that it's worse. I, I don't know if it is. I, th- I, I think it's ever so slightly better. I don't know. I think but... it's worse, but I don't know if that's just because I knew what to expect coming yeah. in. So, I, yeah. like, with Fifty Shades of Grey, it was easier to go in with an open mind, whereas with this, it's like... Mm. And the third one, knowing that they kept the same <laughs> creative team, is just going to be more of the same. It hasn't even inspired a good discussion from us. It's just, ugh, this is shit. Calvin, what? <laughs> what about if there was like Millie Ovovich? 
but it turned out she was actually biologically male. That'd be fine. Would you be into that? Yeah. I think I'd be into that. More or less than a normal man. Not not that it's not normal, but, well, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> is she going to top or bottom? <laughs> Whatever you want. Probably a bit of both, mm. I would have thought. <laughs> do, 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 in, in the gay community, do people choose one or the other and stick to it? Because um, it's always struck me, like, if you're going to do that, do it both. Have a bit of all, you know. Well, it is, uh, you know what, I think people nat- feel like they need to assign themselves a specific role. Um, is that so that you know what position to get into when you're in the height um, of passion? Because you can't it be discussed on, at the time. I think, you know, we're all human beings and we like to put things in boxes <laughs> and label things. <laughs> it's, uh... go, I've got a question for you, Colin. Okay, go on. What would you rather have? Mia Jovovich with a cock? Or Zac Efron with a vagina. <laughs> oh. oh, that is a very good question. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Zac Efron with a, a vagina, surely? Because that's basically basically would... a man, but you've just kind of got easier. Yeah, it's missing a very crucial part to the sexual process. Yeah, it would. It would. It would depend on the day. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> Zac Efron would still have a bum, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, of course he would. Yeah, but he, oh. he's... He might be less willing to... He's very uptight about it. He doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mila, then. <laughs> after a bottle of wine on your birthday. <laughs> Mila, Mila. Yeah, fair enough. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. So so the cock is the important part for you, then? It's not like the face or the... Or the... Well, no, you I think... said that Zac Efron was really uptight about it, so... Oh, so it's, it's the arsehole. Well... Uh, let's not d- dissect this too much, but I was just seeing what my options would but be. But you've never, you've never put it in a vagina either. I mean, have you? Yeah, because they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> I've seen pictures. <laughs> oh god! Uh, have you ever seen one face to face? Then have you never been confronted with the, uh, <laughs> the whispering eye? <laughs> Is that a name for it? <laughs> yeah. Why, it why means vagina. <laughs> why does it whisper? Oh, didn't you know about that? <laughs> oh, I, oh, is that the queefing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so what's the closest you ever came, Calvin, to um, a vagina, apart from your birth? It's probably with that girl that me and Soul lived with in university. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know her name. I'm just not using it to protect the innocent. <laughs> And even then, that <clears throat> and even then, that probably wasn't. <laughs> what did she do to you, Calvin? Did she ever like grind on you? Oh yeah, because she. I remember one day she like she came in like all drunk and like climbed on top of me in bed and was like, so <laughs> like jokingly, and I was like, no, don't. Don't grind on that because you're like friction's happening and it's like. And she was like, oh yeah, she thought it was funny and just started grinding further. And it was really awkward because it's like, well, I could just let this happen and enjoy it, you realize, but I'm too like. So I panicked and, and like. I think that's technically sexual assault if she was Harvey Weinstein. Then... Well, it's, it's a weird thing because, you know. I, I, she was I trying to dole on you. I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't have, like, opposed if it weren't for the fact that it wasn't, like, consensual on her part because she was doing it as a joke, (laughs) if that Ah. makes sense. So there's layers to it that make it difficult. Maybe Harvey was just doing it as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So cut cut that out. Just cut that out. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I don't know how you could come into a potted plant without there being an air of humour to it. It's it's not like even if it's only after you've done and you sort of look at yourself and just <laughs> what am I with doing? your massive hairy hands. <laughs> Do you oh. think his hands are so big that they like cover the cock entirely? Oh God. Or do you think it pokes out the end like a little mouse? <laughs> He's got like hobbit feet hands. <laughs> I'm sure this is libelous, so come at me, Harvey. Um, uh, oh, but not like that. I ain't no potted plant. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Wasn't it a woman on the other side of the potted plant? Probably. It was in a. It was in a restaurant, wasn't it? He, she wouldn't like do something with him, so he just wanks off into a plant, which is like, what? What is that? <laughs> Don't know what kind of plant was it. Mm-hmm. Do you think when he was doing? Do you think he got right up into the plant and the the plant was like shaking when he? <laughs> Or do you think it was, like, projectile from far away? Well, I was about to say, because he's bound to have had a bit of dribble on his hands. <laughs> and they're so hairy <laughs> that that would have been a bit of a what do you something mean, to clean up. What do you mean a bit of dribble? Do you mean he, he must <laughs> have spat on his hand to, like, no. get things going? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, 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 I know. Sorry, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of dribble, right. <sighs> Of course, of course, the man is a monster. <laughs> we're, 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 we're mocking him to, to bring him down to... Our, to, our level. Much like yeah, Charlie Chaplin made the great dictator, <laughs> we are recording this now. Yeah. This is satire. Anyway, I'm, I'm still intrigued by this whole um, uh, man with a vagina, woman with a penis thing. I'd definitely prefer a woman with a penis. Well, this is it. If I had to pick between the two, I'd absolutely go Miljovovic with a cock. So I, I just find that interesting that you're you're going for the... Do you have any weird sex things to talk about, <laughs> you, You're always full of these things. Uh, what do you want to know? I don't know, really. Have you been with a chick with a dick? What's it like? I haven't, no, I haven't, no. I would like to, though. I'll but, tell you um, what, if, if one of those comes up on the Tinder, I'll be I'll be right up for that. That and the... What were the other one? The old women. Because <laughs> I'm progressive. <laughs> I don't exclude. Yeah, you know... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Redheads? <laughs> no, I was just I was just wondering because it's a, it's 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 a big thing in the LGBT community about like you know when you see profiles that say you know no blacks no whatever then you know how inherently sort of racist that is. If yeah. it's the other way round, is that I don't know. What, no it's weird. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like just blacks. You know. I mean, obviously, it is like by dictionary definition, it is racism because it's excluding mm. a. a a person based on their blah 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 blah. At the same time, I don't think it's. I don't think you can criticize someone for not being attracted to someone based on physical characteristics. That that's well, what that, that's physical attraction my... comes down to, isn't it? It's that's my sort of take on it. You know, the attitude that I get is that no, that's still racist. 
and it's sort of like, well... Ideally, everyone would be attracted to everyone, but... Do people you... put on their things no blacks? <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, maybe, yeah, that's yeah, the thing, yeah. maybe you'd be a bit more tactful. I mean, even you? if I was thinking that, I wouldn't put it on a thing. Like, I would just go, I would just not not match with any uh, black guys. When I'm on, on Tinder, a lot of women will put on their, oh, you've got to be over six foot or whatever. I'm five foot ten, so I need people who are tall, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, mm. I understand that, but I don't know, but putting it out there just seems such a sort of negative attitude to put out. And I just think if I put on my thing, I want only want people under eight stone seven. Redheads only. <laughs> like, it'd be mm. like, that's why I want weight categories on Tinder. It's, it's, none of those, it's none of those fucking strawberry blondes and all that bullshit. Like proper, yeah, proper gingers. Proper redheads. What do you think about redheads, Calvin? Because I... For Ooh. my for my money, I love I love redhead women, but redhead yeah, redhead like, on men, it's just disgusting. What's what do you think? Yeah, and that, that's uh, if I was designing my perfect woman, it would be a redhead, I think. And the worst man it would also be a redhead, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a redhead with a Scottish accent, <laughs> who uh, who cuts piles of after eights in half and then wraps them in cling film and puts them in the fridge for later. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? We we call uh, redheaded women redheads, but with it's men, it's just gingers. Well, I never um, really used the word redhead to be honest with you. I'd say ginger. It's never really been a consideration for me, if I'm perfectly honest. Maybe ginger pubes would be weird. I don't know. Have you laid with a gingerman? <laughs> I don't know if I have. Because they're less common. That like, and if I was a gingerman, I'd be so. Or a gay gingerman, I think I'd be very self-conscious of the fact and would uh, hmm. consider dyeing my hair and things like that. Although, I don't know, can you... Can we give ratings now? It's getting late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I gave I gave the first one a 1 out of 10. I give this one a 1 out of 10 as well. It's oh. pretty much exactly hmm. the same. I think I found it slightly less unbearable, but it's not a lot in it. It's a 2 out of 10 for me. Uh, which is, I think, a step down from mm. the first one. I gave the first one a four, and I gave this one a four. Very good. So, if we were hired to do the sequel, how would we approach such a task? I couldn't really be bothered to come up with a proper pitch, because there's nothing here. So, I'll just come up with a load of silly concepts based on the name. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> this is a soul uh <laughs> Trademarked soul bit. <laughs> um, Fifty Shades of Blue. Romance blossoms at the International Convention of the Blue Man Group performers. Yeah. And they, they can... I thought it going to be like a political thing. But no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally the Blue Man I thought it was going to they... be something about blue balls where like, <laughs> Christian Grey is not allowed to climax and she, she's doing like a domination thing. And he's... Uh, but yeah, they, they've got... The, blue, the beauty of the Blue Man Group is that they're all percussionists, you know, and they paddle little things all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, it writes itself. Um, Fifty Shades of Orange. <laughs> and then just put, insert joke about Donald Trump. So that's as far as I got with that one. So <laughs> if you can make anything work with that. Donald Trump is orange, that's your joke. Shifty Fades of Grey. Um, but I couldn't figure what? out what a shifty fade is. <laughs> shifty fade sounds like the name of a Cockney con, con artist. It, sound, it sounds like a spiritual sequel to your, um, oh, what was it called? Wafty Crank? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Wafty yes, Crank. Indeed. I've got uh, Fifty Shades of White. Um, that's just love, actually. <laughs> 
Satire. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Richard Curtis. <laughs> 50 Grades of Pay. That's a documentary into wage inequality in the private sector. <laughs> Shifty Aids of May. Uh, that's just Ooh. about the Conservative cabinet. Hey, eh? Politics. <laughs> Where does the AIDS come into it? A- AIDS oh, with a D. AIDS. Yes. I got one more. It's uh, this is what I've got a bit of a plot for this one. I like this one. Um, mm-hmm. It's called um, Fifty Spades Are Gay, uh, in which David Spade, <laughs> David Spade finds himself cloned in an experiment gone wrong fifty times, and the fifty clones are released into the world. But uh oh, they're all homosexual and they like to show it. And it's just when his new fiance's father is coming to town. Oh, and uh, and the father-in-law <laughs> is an old school religious type um oh, but then the film ends happily with the father-in-law revealing at the wedding that he is actually gay uh and i want the father-in-law to be played by either al pacino or robert de niro um but i did think the david spade clones should be played by uh, rob schneider <laughs> <laughs> and the fiance is adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> Can the fiancé and the fiancé's brother both be Adam Sandler? <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. I couldn't really bother with a real pitch, so I just came up with some silly ones. Calvin, what about what about Shift Tree Shades of Grey? And it's... Shift Tree? It's about, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It's about Shift Tree getting into some uh, kinky activities. That's quite an obscure Pokemon for you to... Pick. Well, what Pokemon would you work into the title of Fifty Shades of Grey? Um, oh, give me a second. Give me a second. I think Fifty Shades of. There must be a Pokemon that begins with. What about Grey? One hundred and fifty-one shades of original generation Grey. Oh, I've got it. Fifty Shades of Grey Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that should have been my pitch. All Shiftry <laughs> Shades of Grey Ninja. Brilliant. Yeah. Like, one's a water Pokemon, one's a grass Pokemon. They say it won't work, but... Star-cross lovers. Yeah. <sighs> right, can I do my pitch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is sort of just a general, like, I think this could happen pitch. So, it could, you know, if I was to make the next one, how much effort would I put into it to make it good, considering what you can get away with and apparently make hundreds of millions of dollars? <laughs> I'm going to change the title, though. This one's going to be called The Final Shade. <laughs> Draw the shades. <laughs> Christian and Anna get married in the opening scene of this film, and it's all very happy and stuff, and they have a bit of sex in the chapel, and that's the first 20 minutes of the film. He starts, then... he starts shoving her head in the font, <laughs> like drowning her while he's fucking her from behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. So then the next 20 minutes is uh, them talking about how great married life is. And um, this is all going on while we intercut with Jack, the guy from the end of the last film, lurking around windows and on street corners and stuff. So that's the next 20 minutes. Um, Now we introduce a bit of conflict 40 minutes into the film, where Anna reveals that she wants to have children. Uh Uh-oh. Christian isn't sure about this, and they fall out. That's 20 minutes. Then um, Jack appears again and captures Anna and ties her up. And Christian, in a in a bizarre action sequence moment, much like the helicopter crash in the second <laughs> one, 
Um, Christian bursts through the wall of the building in a tank in order to save Anna. Um, Jack jumps on top of the tank and he and Christian have a fight before Christian lodges Jack's head in the tank's cannon and shoots him to pieces. Anna is tied up. So obviously this makes Christian very horny, so they have sex. And that whole bit is about half an hour. Christian decides that he was just being silly about the whole thing. Um, and he does want kids after all. Of course, so, um, of course he does. Him and Anna decide to have children, and uh, that's the end of the film. And can there be a chilling scene at the end where the kid misbehaves, so he like puts him on his lap, bends him over his knee, and like spanks him for being naughty? Oh, it's a bit With menacing music playing. <laughs> no, no, it's sexy music playing. I've been feeling fine, baby. Hey, you know that song? That let's get it all. You know that song was written about alcoholism. No, genuinely, I didn't know that. It was written about like taking it day day at a time, day by day, just trying to get through the day without a drink. Factoid for you. <sighs> it wasn't a sexy fact. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, can we sex it up a bit? Uh, tits. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? I'm I'm a, a non-alcoholic myself, but uh, have you guys ever drunk so much that you couldn't uh, perform when called upon? Um, um, probably. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely moments. Oh. I believe it of Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Sol, you're not really a big drinker. You don't really get. No, I, I don't. Really, I, I struggle to get drunk to the point. Like, I don't know if I was ever at the point where I think it would affect me. I probably would be in no state to even want to, <laughs> like, try in the first place. So no, I don't think I've definitely tried and then given up. <laughs> It happens to be a lot. I'm just not drunk. It's just totally different reasons. <laughs> I've I've never had that issue with um, where I actually want to do it. If that makes sense, it has happened once or twice, but it's sort of been like, yeah, I don't really want to do it actually. What do you but mean? I don't... When you haven't been in the mood, you mean? Yeah, and I was just you've never like... not been in the mood. What? what well, you know, you if you if you like did it. 20 minutes earlier and you were like oh let's go again and then you're like yeah actually i spoke too soon <laughs> but even then to be honest that isn't how it works for me like it gets up but then i just can't come for like five hours so it's just really frustrating so that's that's my uh that's how it plays out for me and alcohol obviously actually no i think alcohol might play into that you know i don't have that much trouble with uh, the mechanics of it to be honest i'm, I'm all right i have nothing but trouble with mine it's terrible that's that's the trade off. You get a big one. <laughs> I don't, but it works. So. <laughs> I think I'm, I maybe fall somewhere down in the middle. <laughs> Calvin, we were going to measure ours that time. I was going to draw like the silhouette on a bit of paper, and then you were going to draw the silhouette around it, and we were going to compare. <laughs> but that that it never was... happened, did it? I think it was the thought of being around <laughs> while doing it, because you have to be, you know. It... The only way of telling. I, yeah, it was going to be the whole house, though, wasn't it? And then because I wanted to put it up on the fridge or something, <laughs> I think it fell apart because we couldn't figure out how to include the female housemate we mentioned earlier. Oh, could it have been a boob or something. Oh, I feel like she did do a silhouette of her boob for some reason. Maybe we <laughs> did. Maybe we started. Maybe she tried to get the ball rolling because she wanted to see the the cocks thrown on a bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, have you ever have you ever have you ever been with someone who was so big it nearly broke you in half? Okay. 
Someone do a pitch. I, <laughs> I mean, have you, have you, have either of you ever experienced in real life a micro penis? <laughs> yes. Have you? Ooh. Once. Yes. Every day. How, did they did they warn you before you got down? What was, what, was it like a sexual encounter, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And was it um, like, did, did they go, right, look, just to warn you, I've got a medical condition. <laughs> no, there, there was a, a problem in that I'd vomited on myself already by the time <laughs> I got to the front door uh, in the taxi. So, uh, and then, um, went oh, and then fucking disgrace. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't find where our house was. <laughs> um, so I, I, and th- so I had to take off my shirt. So I was just wandering around without a shirt on. Um, and then eventually found it was more sick in the toilet then. Um, <laughs> And then uh, got into bed with it. I didn't show him to my room or anything, so he was just like waiting outside the <laughs> toilet while I was vomiting. Um, and then we got into bed, and stuff was about to happen. I made sure I brushed my teeth. Um, and uh, and then I was again sick over the end of the bed. So we Fucking put hell. a towel over it and went to sleep. And then oh, woke God. up in the morning, and somehow he was still there. Oh my God! And still wanting to do things. And then that was when I. Came to the realization of what and, was there, and and like you, you're not just being glib. It was like literally like a like tiny little like an to inch the, or have along. To the best of my recollection, um, how how big was it? Like to estimate? Oh the... God, I was hung over and I'd vomited over the end of the bed. <laughs> the room stank. <laughs> it's amazing cle- what you do when you're. He's clearly student. very desperate to get whatever he, he could. Was he a yeah, top or a bottom? Like, what was he pushing for? You can't be a top if you got a micro penis. Come on. Well, that's well, what I'm then. thinking, but you, you know what? I might, I'm, I might be exaggerating. I'm gonna Google micro penis now to see what it. Oh, <laughs> uh, wasn't far off. <laughs> I mean, that is that it's is bad luck, though. If it's you got one of those, isn't it? It's oh yeah, bad. yeah. Because there's nothing you can do about it. Well, mm. that's it. Well, mm. you have a sex change. Yeah, just whack a pair of tits on me. I think that, mm. genuinely, I think I'd consider that if I was. Did you ever do that app that turns you into a woman? No. I I did it to see what I'd be like as a woman, and like <laughs> genuinely, to it. <laughs> I I might have tried. Like genuinely, <laughs> I think it's my perfect woman. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I I kind of fell a bit in love with this version of myself that doesn't exist except for perhaps in a parallel dimension. It kind of makes me sad to think that it doesn't exist and there's no reality in which I can do anything about it. I literally have masturbated to pictures of myself in a dress before. Oh my God. I mean, that, oh that's my God. not... That wasn't the one that you were wearing when you came in and straddled me, was it? I'm pretty sure that will... I, I mean, I think there's been more than one, but yeah, that's bound to be... I think they're all publicly available on Facebook. They're not. They're not like... Special photo shoot. So why thing. why did you feel like you needed to do that? Because I because I, <laughs> I was attracted to it. What? It's like a game, though, isn't it? You know, just to challenge yourself. Well, there, there's an element of that to it, definitely. Have you never tried that? Like with um, like one once I was having sex and uh, <sighs> what's it called? Uh, Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack came on, <laughs> and the man was the man was going tradition, tradition. Here in this village, we love tradition and talking about their customs. And the challenge became like, can we complete with this happening? And uh, 
And we did eventually. This is coming from a person who broke up a relationship <laughs> during sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know if you're really a good person to be, to judge these things by. Oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh dear. It's not as bad as it sounds, alright? It kind of is. <laughs> it's not. She pulled it out of me. <laughs> what? She pulled what, what out of you? I wasn't intending to. Oh, you mean the... It was a long distance thing. I was like, what was she doing to you that that meant she needed to pull something out? (laughs) It it was a long distance relationship, and I thought, I'll wait until next week so we're on on her home turf, and she doesn't have to do like an hour train journey back home afterwards, so I'll just be like normal this week and, and... you know, and then then she came out in like some lingerie she'd bought to presumably try and like oh. salvage a dying relationship, and I, I couldn't hide my sort of sad face, and she <laughs> waited until we got into like penetration and were doing it before going like, yeah, you're not planning to break up with me, are you? And I couldn't <laughs> lie. <laughs> So I just sort of went like, well... I don't know. Of all the times when you could have lied. Or just been like, can we talk about this later? (laughs) Well, no, because that's an obvious yes, isn't it? That's still better than a yes. I think that's the... Well, I didn't go yes. I sort of went, eh. And then she cried. Yeah. (laughs) Is that right? What was was the fallout? She just cried. She she tightened up. (laughs) Did the crying start while you were still inside her? The audible crying, certainly. I don't know if any tears came out, but certainly. (laughs) I I don't think I'm a bad person for that. I I think I've done worse things than that. But when she was was crying, what did she do while you were finishing yourself off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So did you have to do that thing where you were, like, talking for hours and, like, she was upset? And you yeah, because it was night time and there weren't any trains mm. running till, like, six in the morning. Yeah, it was just a long sort of, like, right, well, we've got to ride this out. This is exactly why I was trying to wait until next week to do this. <laughs> and, uh, I hope you're happy with your yeah, stuff, you stupid it. cow. <laughs> I should probably do my pitch, really. Yeah, yeah it's late. <laughs> uh, right, Fifty Shades... Threed. <laughs> I, I had an idea for this that I scribbled down last night, but I've come up with two more better ideas whilst we've been talking. So it's like three <laughs> not very good ideas that will hopefully add up to one. Okay. So my initial idea was just burn the franchise, up the ante. Like, you, you... Uh, oh, Matron. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a market for this kind of erotica, you know, done in a kind of mainstream safe way for middle-aged women and what have you. So let's just cut pretenses. Fifty Shades of Shit, we can do better than this. Remake one of the classics, remake Deep Throat. And you you could do Debbie Does Dallas or something else, but I've gone with Deep Throat. Do you guys know Deep Throat? Throat? No. Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, Calvin... Uh, Deep Throat is one of the classic like porn films of the the like golden age era, whatever it is they call. It. What is it, Alan? In like the seventies or whenever it was, when porn was sort of pretending to be a real art form. I don't know if there's a name for it. Or... You know, when it was still shown in cinemas, that sort of thing. Ah, right. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was before your video days, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's before it became a home medium. And so mm. it was a film where Linda Lovelace. 
um, can't orgasm despite trying really, really hard. And she goes to the doctor, and it turns mm. out that she's a freak of nature because her clitoris is located within her throat. So he, Uh-oh. so he teaches her the mysterious technique known as deep throating, so that she can mm. then go out and try to find a husband by performing this this deep throating act on loads of different men, and hopefully one mm. of them will be so impressed that they want to marry her. And I think Christopher Nolan to direct, based on a script written by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So would you have to soften it up a bit? I mean, yeah, it's not gonna. It's gonna be. It can't be hardcore. It's gonna have to be like Fifty Shades up, but you know, bit of sex in there. It'll do it. It'll, it'll get all the middle-aged women hot under the under the collar. Do women have collars? <laughs> <laughs> they do. If you uh, put a collar on them and put a tail on them and call them <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> puppy. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> And I, I was trying to figure out some casting, but this I struggled with this. So I don't know if you can help. I thought Jamie Bell might be a good doctor. <laughs> okay, he's, he's, he's that sort of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, is it Daniel Kaluuya, the guy from Get Out? Oh yeah, maybe, she's good. Maybe get him in there somewhere. No, you know, mm. it'd be a good doctor, um, Stephen Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he has got a very long throat of his own, so. <laughs> And and who this is the thing we I, I can't figure out who to cast in the lead. Like you'd go for someone like Elizabeth Olsen or or Felicity Jones or Emma Watson, but I don't think any of them would do it. And <laughs> uh, and we and we do need someone with a long neck to make it believable. I've written a name down, but I can't remember who it is, so I'm just going to Google who they actually are. I, I've written down Cara Delevingne. Oh right, yeah, she was in one of my pictures, and you didn't know who she was. She oh, she's that one from that sci. I should have put eyebrows. She's the one from that sci-fi film that didn't do very well. Valerian. Yeah, I think we go for her because she'll probably she'll probably do it. She's got very harsh eyebrows. Mm. Yeah, that's a thing though, isn't it? That's. Do you like harsh eyebrows on a man, Calvin? No, no. Well, I don't know. It, it makes more sense Men on don't... a man than a woman, surely. No, 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 no. Because men shouldn't have terribly manicured eyebrows. I didn't, say, I didn't say manicured, I just Curated. said harsh. What if they're like Kumail Nanjiani? Have you seen his I don't know who that is. Google him, look at his eyebrows. I'm. How the fuck <laughs> am I going to spell that? Uh, Alright, I was also thinking, so this is my second pitch, you, you make the third book in the series, but you <clears> get <throat> Tommy Wiseau to direct it. Oh, brilliant, I'm behind that. Exactly, because then you keep everyone happy. Like, Fans of the franchise well, won't everyone. be able to... I don't know about the audience. Well, no, fa- fans of the franchise won't be able to tell any difference, because they're shit films anyway. <laughs> but then people like us can go and laugh at it, and it'll be, like, genuinely fascinating and hilarious. The thing point, is, Tommy, Tommy Wiseau would be Christian Grey. <laughs> yeah, so... you, you'd probably have to put something in his contract that means that he's not allowed to cast himself as either of the leads... But he can put himself in there as like Christian Grey's best mate. He wouldn't be able to do the uh, the uh, spanking or anything like that because he's um, you know he's how devoted he is to women. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just wants to show them love. He doesn't uh, hit them. And, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place. All right, I've got a third third idea. So they're getting married. We're opening on the wedding in a church. The guy says. If there's anyone out there who knows why these two shouldn't be married, then uh, speak up. 
and a guy bursts through the door and he says, I I know. And they go, who are you? And he says, my name is Jew Grey. And then another guy shows up and he says, my name is Muslim Grey. <laughs> and they go, um... they go, all right, we'd better go and talk this out at the bar. <laughs> and when they get there, the bartender says, what is this, a joke? <laughs> the trouble is you need you need 47 more religions <laughs> to, to make this work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um Mormon grey, Satanist grey, Dudist grey. Mormon grey is probably a color on like the Dulux. <laughs> oh, Alright. That was Fifty Shades Darker. I suppose next year we'll have to find somewhere that Fifty Shades Freed fits in, logically. Do the whole trilogy. Until then, you can head over to our website at dimreturns.com and, of course, our various social media channels and listen to the the many, many episodes in our back catalogue, including our Fifty Shades of Grey episode. It's a classic. We will, of course, be back next week with something. What's that? Marvel, maybe? I don't know. See you then. Bye!